So hi, one of the good nights podcast with Nico from Benchmark. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so inspired the creation of the band, and what does the band name mean? All right, so I, like, I was always really into music and, like, different bands. Um, and then my older sister, actually, she used to, like, play guitar, but then she stopped playing. So then I grabbed her old guitar, mm-hmm. and I just liked it. So I started playing and I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can do something with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, I had like a few bands before Benchmark, but they were just like high school and middle school things. Oh, okay. Um, but then I started Benchmark with my guitarist uh, junior year of high school. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. Me and him were just into the same bands. And uh, we started out like pretty pop punk in the beginning and then it moved. I guess a different direction. Oh. And then the band name, we were at this gas station near us called Stewart's. And there was like a, we were reading, a, I think it was like a men's fitness magazine for some reason. <laughs> and and uh, like, we just saw the word like benchmark of like something. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, benchmark would be a cool name. And he was like, yeah. And then that was how it started. Okay. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, that's how we got the name. Awesome. It's definitely one of the more interesting origins we've heard for names, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so congratulations on your most recent release, Blueprint Brain. How do you felt the response to it so far? I think the response to it has been really great. Um, we were a little, like, nervous about, not nervous, but I guess, yeah, about putting it out just because it was a little bit different than our other EPs. Mm-hmm it sounded a lot more like maybe indie or even like, I don't know, just a very more like popish or indie. Um, but we've had this song for like a while and we were going to put it, we just uh, finished up recording an album actually, but we were mm-hmm. going to put it on that album, but we were like, no, nah, it doesn't really fit. So we just did it as a single and put it out just because we felt like it. But yeah, the response has been really like overwhelmingly, well, people really seem to like it, so. <laughs> well, that's good. Okay, solid. Wait, so this is a B-side from, well, kind of technically a B-side from your upcoming album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, I you, I couldn't have put it better. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> solid. That's exciting. All right. Well, I, I enjoyed it in the, the different direction because I did kind of touch the very surface of your other EPs as well. So I enjoyed Thanks. this as well. Um, so is there any meaning behind the single name or the cover art for it? Um, this, the lyrics actually my guitarist wrote, but, um, he kind of wrote it, I guess, to just, he's, I don't know, I guess you're saying how some people can, like, fall into, like, uh, uh, a pattern of just, like, following other people, even though, like, even if they have their own, like, you know, thoughts, mm-hmm. people can sometimes fall into a pattern of, like, following others okay. blindly. And um, I think that is was like the source of the lyrics. But um, yeah, we just decided to put like happy music over it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's how it's done. And then the name was just, uh, it was a cool lyric he put in the song, Blueprint Brain. I was like, that's a cool name. It was originally called uh, These Days. Okay. And we were like, Foo Fighters is going to like overlap anytime anybody Googles it. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. I like Blue Yeah. That's a pretty cool name. I agree. Uh, so you said that your guitarist uh, wrote the lyrics, basically. But can you tell me a little bit about your side of the writing process for this single? For the yeah, so I I guess that uh, like the riffs, the main riffs for it, um, and then there's like a little lead part that goes right into the chorus that I mm -hmm. wrote. Um, but pretty much usually when we write, it'll be like I either have like lyrics and the music. Mm -hmm. for my part like I have my guitar part and my lyrics done okay or he'll like a riff and lyrics done mm -hmm. and then he'll bring it to the whole band and then we'll write it as like a whole thing with him though his more is like he just has riffs and like ideas usually mm -hmm. when I come I'll have like the whole song and then I'll be like all right let's dissect it okay I, I, it's just yeah but yeah that's how it usually happens I don't know Okay. okay, solid. So it's just putting pieces together, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's just how it ends up being. Yeah, yeah. solid. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you guys were writing this single? Um, it was like, I mean, we wrote it last year, throughout the year. Um, so I guess like everyone else, we were kind of up in the clouds. Yeah. Because like time, time like seemed to stop last year like yeah it didn't really matter like the months didn't really matter it was just kind of like all right practice writing like mm -hmm. work blah 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 yeah um, yeah so i guess our headspace was pretty much like just not like down but it was you know everybody was feeling a little bit gloomy and um just writing this single and like working towards something i think helped everybody mentally mm -hmm. yeah um to like okay like we can't play shows we can't tour so let's just take this time and like really write mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. when we're playing or touring the writing is like not like um yeah i'd say almost not it's like rushed kind of just because like let's say we'd have to go to the studio in like three months we'd be playing shows and writing at the same time yeah like, big opportunity to just focus on writing mm-hmm yeah, do you I think, think? Oh, go ahead. I think that that's going to be like a thing that we, a trend we see with most bands are like the albums are going to be a lot deeper now because they had like mm -hmm. time to, you know, spend on it instead of being out on the road for six months and have two months to write and record the entire album. So, yeah, yeah I agree. I think um, bands are definitely coming out with a lot deeper, deeper songs. And like I heard a few demos from like friends of ours from around here and they're all in the same position as us they have all these songs and like they all sound like really good <laughs> yeah uh, i was actually gonna ask do you think you prefer the end product where you have more time to focus on the song instead of balancing it with tour life or do you prefer the more as you said like rushed outcome of your songs which one how do you prefer now i guess i think now that i like we've done both i prefer to like take time Mm -hmm. and do it i i think in the future i mean if we can mm -hmm. i would like to let's say we tour like the whole year and then like maybe the end of the year we just take like two months or something and don't play at all mm -hmm. and like finish working on the songs that we worked on the whole year it's yeah like we can write in between but like actually like perfect them and demo them maybe mm -hmm. like two months give or take mm-hmm to like get them down the way we want yeah that makes okay. sense all right 
so while listening to this single, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you? If any. Um, I'd say, well, for me personally, probably mm-hmm. like Somos or um, like Turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like for my band, I, we all listen to like different music. Like my bassist listens to like, he has a big, like broad, like he'll listen to like Slime, The Family Stone, and he'll be listening to like Citizen, like the very next song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like my drummer, he's more into like like dance, Gavin Dance, and bands like that. Yeah. Um, and then my guitarist, he's into like Title Fight, but then he'll be listening to like Mac Miller or mm-hmm. like Kendrick. So we all have like different different areas. But for me personally, I think like for this single, probably like Turnover, the okay. most. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool how you all have like like when some people say like oh we all listen to different stuff it's like different branches into one single genre but it's like when you pull out Mac Miller and then Dance Gavin Dance I'm like oh yeah that's actually completely different that's really cool so I can definitely hear the different like fusion of all the different genres you guys listen to I think that's really sick yeah I agree I I think it also helps just because it it gives everybody different ideas. My guitar player, he also like really into the 1975. Oh, taste. Okay, yeah. good. My music taste <laughs> is so diverse. I listen to Slipknot and Corn. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe the single for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Boy. <laughs> okay. Um, probably uh, energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, energetic uh like (laughs) energetic that's that's one (laughs) um maybe like i gotta think now i was not expecting this it's gotta be quick though Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah energetic fun fun loving loving all right. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> you got it. Good job. Three words I'm going to go with. Exactly. Awesome. Um, so kind of in the same vein of the last question, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want the single to invoke in your listeners? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I hope when people listen to it or when it first came out and even later that they can get a feeling of like, um like a little bit of like excitement and maybe like I don't know some like a good mood out of it just because I think every at least I am trying to find like music or just like activities I can do to kind of like take my mind off of what's going on yeah and like bring my mood up Mm -hmm. so I hope that when people listen to it they can like just focus on it and helps them get through whatever's going on Mm mm-hmm just like you know boost their mood a little bit even if it's for like three minutes <laughs> yeah right. that's good it's very wholesome i like that uh so where do you see the band in the next five years oh man um like just <laughs> i hope we're like signed i would love to get that'd signed. be great yeah, yeah yeah um that's pretty much what everybody wants that's the goal uh just touring writing same thing we're doing now but i hope I would hope on a bigger scale. Okay. Yeah. 
That'd be um, great. Madison Square Garden, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, maybe. If, <laughs> if that's in the cards. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be crazy. Yeah, I saw, um, you know what actually gave me hope for mm-hmm. bands like us or, mm-hmm. you know, this scene? Mm-hmm. Like, when Basement played Madison Square Garden, okay. I was like, okay, like, bands like us can get, like, that big. Yeah, it's attainable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think even when I told, like, my friends about it, they're all like, oh, like, okay. It kind of opened their eyes. Like, all right, people are starting to, like, pay attention to mm-hmm. this more. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this was your first release for the first time in, like, two years. What's up with that? Why didn't you drop anything last year? Is there a certain reason? Or did just time get away from me with, you know, the pandemic and everything happening? Yeah, I would say, honestly, that, like, time got away from us um also so like the last release we had before this one i think it was like september 2019 or something yep. mm-hmm. um it was on the way and we we had had it at that time uh, we were having people like fill in for us on base okay and then in december of 2019 josh our bassist just joined so as soon as he joined, we were just like, okay, let's go on tour. Mm-hmm. Like a month after he joined, we went on tour and like all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> so then I think when the pandemic hit, we were still all trying to, because um, me, the drummer and Ryan, uh, yeah, we were all, we've been playing for a long time. So our, our playing was really intertwined. Mm-hmm. And I think he was still finding his way into it. Yeah into the sound without sounding forced mm-hmm. so it took us a lot of like practicing and and then um just like vocal things and um I don't know I think that's that's probably why it took us a while just because we were trying to find like the best sound now with Josh yeah and what direction we wanted to go and what we were trying to do mm-hmm. and um so I guess it just ended up taking uh, that a long time. But we we recorded the single in October. Oh, okay. But we were just getting like album art for it. And we were trying to think like, how do we want to put it out? And then I talked to my friend Sal, who has a label. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I'll put it out. And we were like, oh, okay. That's Solid. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I do wish we had put out music sooner. Um. But <laughs> it just ended up happening that way. So yeah, that's completely valid. That's cool. yeah. The mm-hmm. next thing though won't be that long. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so I've gone over this last. Uh, no. Oh fuck. my god! I did it Whoa. again. You skipped two. Okay. I skipped two. Okay. <laughs> so for the last couple of questions, we're actually shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom again. Okay. Like anything at all? Anything at all. I'd probably have to go with my mom's rice and beans. <gasps> yep. Okay. So true. Rice and beans. Best thing. That would be mom personally. Rice and beans and a drink. <sighs> Honestly, probably like a like a cider or something. Like Ooh, a hard okay. cider. Yeah. That's what I like. <laughs> Okay. That's, me. that's me if anybody sees me on death row that, that's what i want 
Okay. All right. Pre-ordering. Solid. Solid. I'm pre-ordering right now. Oh my god. It's horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh boy. Um um wow okay maybe like remember that movie sky high oh my god yes yeah probably there because like i don't know if my i think i'd be like the kid that glowed or something like, <laughs> yeah but i would like to be in sky high mm-hmm. at least you don't turn into like a guinea pig you know yeah like melted Oh my, oh my god, that was I need to watch that movie again. That's such so many things to unpack there. It's good. It's good. Um so now I've gone over asking my last there question and every single person we've spoken to has actually said it's the most important question. It's crazy. What's your favorite color? <laughs> um teal. Teal. Okay. Great color. We don't hear that enough. We don't. <laughs> Amazing um, color. So as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, I guess just the the newest single we put out, Blueprint Brain, and um, and then in a couple months we'll be releasing another single off of our album, um, with a music video. So just check out our Instagram and Facebook and all that, and all you'll right. see it. <laughs> Solid. Uh, well, thank you for sitting out. This has been Nico from Benchmark, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.